Welcome to Mark My Words, a podcast that not only aims to inspire and teach the listener about entrepreneurship, it also aims to give my guests an opportunity to talk about their unique journey in entrepreneurship and life. So join me and my guests as we meet at the crossroads on Mark My Words. Last year on Mark My Words, I had two really awesome dynamic guests from Utah, and they were Devin Miller, Don Markland, had really great conversations with them, and really felt good about those conversations when I was done, and little did I know that a few months later, I would get a personal message on social media from another very talented and dynamic Utahan who is the founder and life mentor at Starlight Mentoring and also deems himself as a live your dream coach. He has many, many interests, has traveled all different kind of roads, and uh, I can't wait to talk about some of those things, do my research on LinkedIn and whatnot, as everybody knows that I do. They have a podcast, and I'm going to get the name of it again, How to Rewrite Your Stars. This is a podcast I've listened to. It's a great little show. And there's just so much that I can say about Benjamin Fincher, who also has an interest in Spanish, spent two years in Peru, Dungeons and Dragons, which I remember watching a cartoon as a kid, but don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons since, and has an interest in the science of manifestation, which ties into vision board success. I could say so much more in this intro, but welcome, Benjamin Fincher, to Mark My Words. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you very much for that intro, Mark. Glad to be on the show with you. Glad to have you here. I know it took a little bit of coordination off and on to get here. Hope your neck is feeling better. I know there was oh, a neck injury. better. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. It just, you know, I'm driving to work one day and it just seizes up and I'm just like, ow. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a, like a day or two later, it fixed itself, but I'm just like, ow, that hurts. <laughs> It's kind of like the injury, mysterious injury I had to this finger here, where all of a sudden yesterday just started cramping up and like right in the joint. And it's just a finger. It's just right here. But I needed to get Tylenol because it was just bugging me. So sometimes injuries can manifest in the weirdest ways. Yeah, and I've got a strong suspicion it had to do with all the stress from, you know, the place that I was working and all that stuff. And, um, I've been going through a lot of upgrades and whatnot in life recently, and it was right about the time I was starting some of those. And I'm like, I have a strong suspicion this is related, but man, does this hurt? <laughs> 
Yeah, at least you know the answer to your issue. I have no idea why my finger joint, other than just getting older, would start to bother me like that. But I guess that's another conversation for another time. Yeah, I mean, I could throw some suspicions out there, but it sounded like we wanted to go a different way with this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I, I want to talk about your dynamic career path. And maybe in your mind, you don't see it that way but man when I look at like just your history I'm like wow this this guy's done like a lot of really different things I mean I should not let it be unmentioned and let me see if I can find where I was so you're also a stained glass artisan at the Mm -hmm. moment is that like your full-time job Yep. So funny thing with that, yesterday was actually my last day doing that full time. Oh, wow. And I'm making a pivot to refri- uh, refinishing and refurbishing pianos, as well as, you know, keeping up with the Live Your Dream coaching and life mentoring. And, you know, you, there, there's a lot of things I could say, there are a lot of sayings, but um basically you know do what you love and you know for me i love learning lots of different things and being able to help people in a lot of different ways and so you know i had a really good time being a stained glass artisan and i learned that skill was able to offer a lot to the company the time i was there and you know just a couple of things that it was like okay time to move on from here and you know, at this point, moving on to pianos, and I'm excited for that, and also excited to be able to keep helping people to be able to achieve their dreams and to reach for their stars. So I know that you were homeschooled growing up, yep, and that is something that, just in general, I'd like to find out, like, while you were doing all that, what was that like to just be a kid getting homeschooled and what did you dream about? What did you want to do back in those days as you were learning about the world? Yeah. So interesting when you ask those questions, I, it made me think of some stuff I haven't necessarily thought of before when I was homeschooled that, um, you know, one thing that I mentioned a lot to people is that being homeschooled opened up my mind to a lot of possibilities that many people who go through public school get shut down to. And, you know, that's not to say that public school is all bad, but in a lot of ways it crushes creativity. And I'd never had that. And so, as well as I never had the crushing, um, you, you know, having the ability to learn or love of learning crushed. Um, except for my dad, when he had me write some book reports, I never went back to that series. <laughs> hardy boys are great i would love to read them again but he had me write a book report and i was like i'm done (laughs) like i'll read it but don't have me write a book report (laughs) um but i realized when you asked that question of what was i dreaming of almost all of it i was just living in the moment which is something we really lack in today's world we really lack the ability to be in the moment and don't get me wrong. You have to be able to dream as well, but the dreams are in the future and you have to act in the present to, to drag them from the future into the now. 
And if you're not acting in the now and you're just dreaming of the future, there's that disconnect between where you are currently and where you want to be because you're thinking it's out there and you're not allowing it to be now. And I also think some of us get stuck in the past, i.e. <laughs> and oh, I, yeah. I have gotten better with that. I've had to work really hard to train my mind to just be like, live for today. And I've probably gotten a little too good at that because I tend to not get excited about anything that is actually fun or good until it's like right there in front of me. And I think sometimes people are like, come on, aren't you excited or whatever? And I think I've just gotten to a point where I'm just so trying at least to be so in the moment. I'm definitely not perfect, but how how do you keep your mind from going back in the past and dwelling on the past? Um, that is a good question. I think the short answer, I'll get to the long answer. I think the short answer is over many years of working on myself and my mindset, I have strived to make sure I'm not living in the past and rather living in the present. And again, like you said, I ain't perfect at this either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, sometimes I'll be reminiscing about my time in Peru and be like, man, I wish I could go back there. But then with the way I've trained my brain, the next thought up will be, okay, well, what can I learn from when I was there? And what can I take into now from then that it was good? And, you know, I don't always come up with an immediate answer, but when you get your brain going on those questions, eventually the answer will come up. And so, you know, maybe it's going to be in a week or a month or a year from now when I ask that question today, um, for example, for eight, if I asked one of those questions like, oh man, like I'm thinking about the time back there and it was so simple and yada, yada. And then I'm like, okay, well, what can I learn from that and take into now? You know, maybe I come up with something, maybe I don't. And maybe the answer comes, like I said, in a week, a month or a year or any time in between that. And that's okay. You know, if it's pressing, there's a lot of stuff you can do to help your brain and your mind expedite that question being answered but if you just let your subconscious chew on it it'll give you the answer eventually you'll be like ding you just have this thought out of nowhere you'll be like wait a second that totally answers the question i had way back in (laughs) just like that's crazy i think that's a great perspective (laughs) you might go back and reflect and be like, oh, I wish I was there. But you come back around and you're taking something positive and trying to make it productive for today. And hearing that thought process, I, at the very least, I'm going to take that away. I think that's a very valuable uh, thought process and opinion. And I think that's great the way that you're turning that around and flipping it to a positive whether it was just a bad experience you had or just I wish I was there again and instead I'm here today but today today can be good too there's a lot going on in the world but today can still be good so yeah. yeah um you know a lot of people 
myself included at times, you know, will live in the past. And, you know, maybe it's not for a whole long time, but, you know, we'll be thinking and, you know, going back to that example of being in Peru, I'll be like, man, I wish I could go back there. And, you know, if I start to think to where it's like consuming all of my thought energy and I'm like wishing and longing and hoping instead of just being like, man, that was really good. And be like placing myself back there and saying, I want to go back there. At this point, it's impossible. I can go back to Peru, but I cannot go back to that time in Peru. That time is past years by. And, you know, even if I go back, it's going to be different. And I, I have gone back to Peru, um, you know, about a year and a half after I'd lived there for two years and went there for three weeks and had an amazing time, but it was totally different from when I was living there and that's okay. But it was different and I was living in the moment then instead of living in the past from having been there at that time, if that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that'll be a good segue into a question about why, so you chose Peru, I'm guessing as like your mission. And I'd be curious to know why you picked Peru because you talk very enthusiastically about that time. And it must have been an awesome time because it was one of the first things you mentioned in your message to me. And we've already talked about it a lot. So mm -hmm. how, how did that come about? Why did you choose Peru or did Peru choose you? Yeah. So not to go religious on you, but just to answer the question, um, you know, I served as a missionary of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints down in Peru. And do, as missionaries, we don't choose where we go, but rather we're assigned um, through what we believe is revelation on where to go. And so in a sense, Peru chose me. Um, <laughs> actually kind of funny because there was a handful of things where, you know, I was planning on going on this mission my whole life. And as I was getting ready for it, I knew I wouldn't be choosing, but I was like, I hope I don't go to the Southern hemisphere because there's so many poisonous and venomous animals down there. And I hope that I don't go Spanish because I hate Spanish. I hate everything to do with Spanish. And then I realized, oh, I only hate Spanish because I hate Latinos, because I hate Mexicans, because I hate drug cartels. Okay, drug cartels are bad, but the rest of them are good. <laughs> I had that moment of realization that I had some really messed up thinking and that I sorted it all out. I'm like, okay, Mexican drug cartels, still pretty bad. <laughs> the rest of it, you know, take, take it individually. You know, some anyone of any nationality can be good or bad and anyone of any ethnicity can be good or bad and any language, you know it's all individual and it came and hit me like a brick wall and it's like oh, i've been living with a messed up paradigm on that for a while let's uh, fix that up <laughs> yeah so, i i totally yeah. agree with you and if you have another thought continue yeah i was just saying you know i've fixed it up and that was that awesome yeah, I, I just noticed going through and especially connecting the dots with what you told me about how homeschooling kind of led you to 
you feel like a little more of a richer educational experience. And I see just the wide range of things that you've done between landscaping, you were an optician, you, you know, used to be an artisan with glass. I mean, how did you wind up in all of these different professions? Were you just trying to find yourself or did it just happen organically? It happened very organically. Um, you know, I've to, trying to think back through all the jobs that I've had. There's really not been one I've gotten without a human connection. You know, I haven't ever really applied to a place and been like, hey, here's a piece of paper and there's a human behind it and hire me. Um, you know, the first job I had, the people who owned the restaurant I worked at lived in my neighborhood. And then let's see, the next one, I think, yeah, it was scout camp. And, you know, my mom was heavily involved with scouts. And so she was, you know, hooked me up with the camp director and I went and talked with him. And he says, Hey, we'd love to have you come on over. Let's have to do this. And then the next, uh, um, you know, I knew the sister of the guy I ended up working for and ended up doing the trees there. And then after that, there was another person in the neighborhood where I was at and he posted on Facebook said, Hey, we're looking for people. I said, Hey, I'm looking for a job and got that job working at a, you know, retail missionary store, getting clothing and whatnot. Um, the job after that, I think was, um, being a warehouse picker for a company and my dad was friends with the guy on Facebook and saw that they were hiring. And so, you know, I went and applied and said, Hey, my dad saw this and the, you know, just stuff like that. I've never really just been like, Hey, here's my resume. It's been very human, very organic. And, you know, arguably the last the job that I'm pivoting to right now with the pianos is arguably one of the least like that where you know I went in and was like hey are you guys hiring I didn't really know people at the time but I knew somebody who had worked there which is the entire reason I went there in the first place <laughs> and so you know with all the jobs I've had it's been very organic very you know human based human connection all that and th that's been very similar to my personal development route as well is you know just connecting with people and you know it hasn't been a oh let's uh, google life coaches or life mentors and, you know great for people that do that and end up with some really good ones but i that wasn't my path and it's just been a oh hey you should go listen to this person oh hey you should you know listen to this podcast oh hey you should read this book oh, hey you know all these connections that have led me along my path and you know for better or for worse it's been what it's been and arguably without the bad stuff behind it i wouldn't recognize the good you know there's a quote i like that says something like uh, there has to be opposition in all things because otherwise we wouldn't be able to tell the good from the bad or the joy from the misery and, you know, we'd just be living at this baseline, no ups, no downs. It'd just be, if you recognize on a heart monitor, that means you're dead. 
Fair enough. So we have to have downs to be able to experience ups as well. I totally agree with that. Again, that's great logic. And I know I personally have had a ton of jobs and it kind of like flatlined a little bit after I got out of college. I was at a company for 10 years, which is by far the longest I've ever been with any company. But listening to your history here and just reading through them, like this is a person who probably can hang with me as far as like how many jobs they've had. (laughs) I know growing up and getting into adulthood, I was a little bit different. I, I was a little bit lost for a while and didn't really, like, I think I knew what I wanted to do, but I was getting a lot of stuff put in my head about what I should be doing with my life. And I kept just jumping around from job to job to job from, you know, one major to the other, back to the one I wanted to do and what I ultimately wound up doing. So I know a little bit about that. And at least on your end, it's good to know that that was like a very organic thing and it just kind of happened. And I'm sure that helped like make your life experience and your understanding of people much more rich than it would have been otherwise just having a major getting a job and just having that mindset so that's really cool yeah and with you mentioning that stuff it makes me think to mention um there was one job that really did not go well for me and you probably didn't even see this one because i really don't put it out there that i did it but I did some pest control sales, summer sales out in Texas back in 2020. And, you know, terrible year to start trying to do that in the first place. <laughs> I, I signed up before it was you know, a big thing that, you know, the pandemic, all that. Um, but just, I learned a lot about people um, and not, not a lot of amazing things, if you will but a lot about what to watch out for and you know ultimately it was a net loss financially that experience which is kind of the opposite of the reason i went out it was like hey, thousands of dollars in a summer blah, blah, blah. i'm just like yeah cool let's get married and because i was getting married at the end of the summer and so i'm like yeah let's go do this and then have a ton of money for marriage and, blah, blah. and then i come back and i'm like well i'm worse off than it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ready to get married okay cool <laughs> you know we did we've been working it and you know do what we need to but i I learned a lot from that experience and i i decided you know i'm going to make sure that this was worth it and so i wrote out the top 10 lessons i learned from it which i don't know that i've ever really done that with any other experience i'm just like you know i i'm going to learn something from this and not just have it be a net loss entirely it's going to be a net loss financially and a net gain and the rest of it yeah i can relate to where you were at at that point because i know i've had my share of experiences where i it, it just didn't work out the way i had envisioned and you, you will have those experiences when you've 
had as many jobs as somebody like me. And I, I've had really exceptional jobs and really great times, but I've also had jobs where I'm like, okay, I don't want to experience that again. And if I do, if I happen to get into a situation like that, at least I know how to manage it. And yeah. that's what you take away from the bad. So nobody wants a bad job, but you can learn a lot from it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like how you said that there, that, you know, if I can, I'm going to stay away from this situation in the future. But if I do somehow end up in a similar one, now I know better how to manage it. And you know, in a lot of ways, that's life. That's all we're doing here on this planet is, oh, hey, there's this experience. How do I handle it the best that I can? Oh, now that it's over, now I know how to better handle it. You know, people always say, you know, when they're 30, 40, 50 years old, after they've raised their kids, they're out of the house. They're like, well, now I know how to parent. Give me some more. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as they're, you know, 20 or 30 and they've just barely been having kids and they're raising them. They're just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. They get to where they're empty nesters and they're like, oh, I could do that again. I know how to do it now. <laughs> and it's a very similar experience with almost everything else in life. It's like, oh, now that I'm done with that, I know how to do it. Give me it again. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why I really love being a mentor and a coach is because I can tell other people from where I've been to say, hey, <laughs> before you get there or in the middle of you being there let me tell you what i've learned from being on the other end and on the done side of it i can tell you what to do now to have the best possible experience with this or to create a better experience out of it well speaking of your life as a coach around the time period that you just described you took the plunge and became a coach and you founded your company, what inspired you to say, this is the time, I'm ready, I have the background, I have what it takes to do this? What, what prompted the crossroads into coaching? Yeah, so back in my senior year of high school and again I was homeschooled but I was taking a couple online classes so I happen to remember it was the senior year <laughs> um, I took this class called personal leadership and it was taught at a uh, Williamsburg Academy by a guy named Greg Denning a uh, super great guy and that was my first introduction to the personal development world as it being you know more called that uh, yeah i've been trying to improve myself my whole life but not intensively if you will just you know oh, i should be a good person and blah 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 and i come across this class and i take it and it's like oh i can radically improve myself and if i teach this i can get paid for it and make a living off of it holy cow it just mind-blowing moment for me and so i was like i want to do that and then I was like, oh, but you probably need a college degree for that. And I threw it under the rug for a year until I come across this other guy who he's like, yeah, I just learned how to do this. I barely passed high school. I've never gone to college. I 
was struggling for years and years and years and I figured out how to do this. This is how you do this. I was like, dude, if this guy can do it, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I went to a ton of that guy's seminars and classes and everything. And, you know, it was about 2018, June or so when I really started doing those classes. And I took like, I... I doubt there was like more than five that I missed in between June and maybe the next June. But in January of 2019 is when I finally buckled down. I was like, okay, let's get this business set up, set together, you know, get all the legalities done up. Um, you know, I, I think that's when I got the website going and I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. Because I, at that point I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And I was like, Hey, let's go. And so that's what I started doing. And, you know, I saw a little bit of success and then I kind of chickened out. I was like, Oh, the money's not coming like I thought. And so I went and got a job. And then, you know, eight, nine months later, I'm like, are you kidding me? I told myself I was going to be working on my business on the side and I have not touched it. Come on, Benjamin. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, uh, thanks for the job. Bye guys. Uh, it was actually the time I went back to visit Peru right after that. And also right about the time I met who was then going to be my wife. And so I was like, okay, let's work on the business again. And I started working on it, started seeing a little bit more success. And then it was like, oh, um, we're getting married. And my bank account doesn't exactly inspire confidence in getting married. So uh, I should probably find another job. And so, you know, I went back to working and then wasn't doing as much with my business as I was wanting to. And I actually signed up for a mastermind at that point and that helped, but didn't get me exactly where I needed to be. And, you know, some of it was, I wasn't doing exactly what I needed to either. It's, you know, the learning process. And then, you know, it's been okay. And business jobs and business and jobs and i've gotten more to the point where it's you know doing both at the same time so i've got the steady income to support my family but also pursuing my dream and pursuing what i know i want to help people with um and uh, there's another point i was just gonna say oh yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) those that are familiar with how Uh, with Bob Proctor or any of his stuff will know that I have not been doing things the best that you can, because I've been living from the outside in versus the inside out, basically letting the outside world influence how my life will be and just dictate how my life will be rather than me on the inside, deciding how my outside world will be. And that's been a shift that I've been working on recently on being able to change within myself, because when you live from the inside out, you are in control of your life. You are the one calling the shots. You're the one saying, yeah, this is how I'm going to roll this. This is how this is going to happen. And you're not controlling every single minute detail, obviously, but you're saying, okay, this is the general trend of what's going to happen. And a vision board helps with that, which is, you know, probably part of the reason I fell in love with that to begin with. Um, but yeah, and so I find myself today in that pivot point in between a couple of jobs and also like, okay, what's my next move with building my business and, you know, just figuring things out. And it's, 
it's a lot i'll tell you it's a be upfront it's a lot but to me it's worth it to be able to help people well first of all welcome to entrepreneurship because thank you everything that you're saying is something that i feel all entrepreneurs kind of go through and for some it's more like eight days it could be eight hours it could be eight weeks and in your case i think you said eight months so uh, I know for me, running this show and maybe expanding and doing more as an entrepreneur, I mean, getting that motivation, getting to that point where you feel like all the ideas and the motivation come together, it's tough. It's a very independent and lonely world when you're digging into the entrepreneurial world and from all these interviews that I've done that is like one of the biggest lessons I've learned and I can if you consider me an entrepreneur with this podcast I can tell you it's been kind of similar where you know I I I really want to see what I'm doing succeed and flourish and grow but you also have to be a human being and sometimes <laughs> I have to just walk away. Like I, last year I did a whole bunch of episodes the first like six months of the year. And then the last six months I did like a handful, but at least I had enough in the queue to kind of keep them coming out the rest mm-hmm. of the year. But I almost had to kind of like, put off doing a little bit more and keeping that momentum going just to be a human being and deal with my life and just you know I had a change in jobs and you know still transitioning and trying to find a new job so it's like it happens and I think the key is to not beat yourself up too much about it be be kind to yourself would be my uh, advice. <laughs> hey, well, it sounds like you and I have a very similar podcasting story. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I I am super motivated and driven with this show, but I also hit a point where it's just like, okay, I'm a little tapped out from my day job and whatever else might be going on in life. Like, I need to step back and just be a person and maybe have a few weekends where I'm just hanging out with my wife or messing around on Nintendo Switch or just watching, you know, binging TV shows. I mean, much like I did this morning. So I just (laughs) kind of, I need to like hit more of a balance and I haven't really found that balance. So it's kind of just goes either I'm working really hard and this size way up and quality of life is down or quality of life is way up and forget about the podcast for a while and I think a lot of people go through that an interesting point to that reminds me um, I remember reading this article once that talked about well how do you find the balance between all the things you're doing in life and it mentions you know like 
you know, if you happen to be, you know, like one of us, you know, your dad, well, I'm not a dad yet, but I'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, for example, you know, your dad, your husband, your worker, you're, you know, wanting to help yourself, you, you've got obligations to your community, and, you know, maybe five or 10 other things that you're doing. It's like, how do you balance all these five to 15 things that you're doing in life? And the person that was doing the answers to this question said, okay, think of it like a person who's spinning plates on a stick, you know, like the circus act. He's got the stick here and he's spinning the plate on it. Or maybe it's all the sticks lined up around him and he's spinning the plates on all those. Okay, if you only spin one plate, the rest of them will fall over because it needs to be constantly spinning. But if you, you know, if you don't give it enough attention to it, then again, it's going to fall over. So you have to give enough attention to each one continuously to where they all keep spinning. And when you said balance, it made me think, huh, you can't do two things simultaneously. I can't be talking to you right now and be eating. I mean, I mean but. <laughs> but, but I can't be doing this, both of them at the exact same moment. Yeah. And people could argue that, but the exact same moment you can't <laughs> you know i could have my mouth full and be talking with my mouth full here but i can't be swallowing and talking at the same time only if i'm talking then you can take a break and swallow and eat and that you can like multitask but no i understand where you're right. coming from totally i don't mean the Kind of like I'm shooting down your. I I, I get. It. I play devil's advocate like that too sometimes. I'm like, well, technically. <laughs> well, I guess this is how we're a good fit for this interview, then. Right, and the point I'm wanting to make with that is, you're never going to be giving your full attention to a self care thing and to a work thing at the same time. You know, you can do them ten minutes apart, or you can do them one immediately following the other, but they're never going to be full attention on both of them at the exact same moment so it's that type of spitting the plates thing it's like okay i'm going to be working on work now i'm going to be working on self-care and vice versa now i'm going to be working on being a husband or be you know if you're single working on dating or social life or however it looks um and it's a matter of figuring out how that balance works in the way you were saying you know i'm up here doing all the work and then this you know, self-care is all the way down here, self-care is all the way up here, and I'm not doing any work. And it made me think, okay, bring them closer together. And it's, again, not going to be simultaneous, but you do a little bit of this and then a little bit of the other. And you do them regularly enough that you have all the plates spinning and then you just give attention to the one that's starting to slow down. The kicker there is to decide which if any of the plates need to stop being in your life that's a tough question i've been reading this book essentialism by greg McEwen, i believe is the author and it talks about that and it is an intense approach but it enables you to have a lot more freedom and, and you know it, oh, it, it's it, it just to finish up with this it's it's a matter of practice and constantly trying to figure out what that balance is because like you said you know most people kind of have this discrepancy and it's kind of hard to get up to you know where it's you know just barely offset but it's that thing you can work towards with that yeah i totally agree with you and i feel like as you were talking 
I kind of realized that I know when I do this show and I do what we're doing right now, you might view that as work and it is, but for me, it's very like therapeutic to have these conversations. So all the other stuff, once I click stop and we click leave and that everything is over and the editing. that's like where all the work really begins like this i feel the me, same i almost i when i talk about this podcast i'm like you know doing these episodes and actually doing it like we're doing now this is like self-care for me to have the opportunity to talk to a really great dynamic person who has a lot of really good things going on for them and great attitude and to just have that shared and to feel that on this end, like it makes a huge difference because when I leave the room for the day, my mindset is like in a completely different place than it might have been otherwise on this Saturday in February. So for me, I think and again, I, I'm not here to, you know, question your theory because I think what you're saying is it has, you know, a lot of substance to it. But I think that sometimes depending on what you're doing, like I almost feel like both can get accomplished at the same time. And I know when I do this, both are getting fulfilled at the same time because I'm still working. I'm here in my mind as I'm describing all this. I'm thinking about what, you know, like what I'm going to segue to. And I know there are a few other points I want to touch on so that it's not like a three hour recording. So all this stuff is going on in my mind. But at the same time, what I'm getting back from you is like very therapeutic. And so. In a way, but to your point, you know, it's all about keeping those plates spinning, you know. Can yeah. you keep the work and the, the self-care plates spinning all at the same time? Well, kind of, but I think for a lot of us, and even depending on the day for me, if I'm not totally in the right mindset and I'm trying to do all this, one of those plates could spin out and break, so... I'm not here to say I'm perfect or I'm great or this dynamic person where that's not true. No, I think what you're saying is totally true. But well, well, and I agree with what you're saying. There's definitely nuance to it. Yeah. And you know, it's said that if you do what you love for work, then you'll never work a day in your life. So technically it's working, but you don't feel that way. And, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about how we get experience this life. Um, I was actually going to mention this, but then like, oh, but that kind of goes against my point. But going towards your point, I could have my foot spa massage thing right here underneath the desk and be giving myself self-care at the same time as I'm working you should (laughs) i did that last night it was (laughs) nice i soaked my feet for like seven hours (laughs) it was very nice um 
but yeah, like th- there are some things where you can just set it up, you know, like that massage thing, or I know people sometimes stick a little plaything of sand underneath their desk so they can just have their feet kind of grounded as they're doing stuff. And there's definitely activities that fall under both categories various different times. Um, but the general concept as well is like, you got to focus on one at a time. And sometimes two will start spinning as you just work on one. That's great. Um, yeah. So let me, before we run out of time, whatever magical number in time that might be, <laughs> I just don't want to keep this. I, I feel like we could talk for like, more than an hour here so i want to oh yeah when i do mine i have to let the guests know yeah it was probably go more than an hour you know, hour and a half maybe two hours <laughs> well let me, uh, oh let me... oh can i let you listeners in on a secret yeah yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs> if you guys are loving this conversation and wish you could get more of it but tailored to you start your own podcasts like this I couldn't because agree you'll more. get guests on who want to get out there in the world. And so if they resonate with your podcast and if it's, you know, similar to what Mark does here on Mark my words or similar to what I do on how to rewrite your stars, they'll be like, Oh yeah, sure. And you'll bring them on and you get to ask them all the questions you want to. And it can totally be exactly what you need to hear. But the great thing about that is that's very listenable by other people because if it relates to you, it relates to somebody else. And people will come on and you'll be experts in whatever they do and they'll do it for free because it gives them publicity. It's a wonderful secret about podcasting. <laughs> I feel like podcasting has really changed my life and it has really enriched my life. And I know I've talked about it in other episodes. I think I've talked about it a little bit. And to Benjamin's point, I mean, yeah, you can get even if you don't like make money or have oh, yeah. tons of sponsors or anything, it can still really be a very valuable thing in your life just to meet all different kinds of people from all different walks of life and to learn what inspires them, what makes them tick. I could go on and on. I mean, I agree with you. Start a podcast. <laughs> That's not for everyone either, and that's okay. But yeah, it, it, it's very rewarding. Well, speaking of being rewarded in life, let's talk a little bit about what you actually do in your coaching life. And I want to just kind of ask, how do you help people find their dreams? And what's like some of the obstacles that you wind up having like how do you help people to get to the point where they have the right mindset and they can go out there and achieve their dream and just get through some of the mind blocks yeah so to kind of give some context and come back around to that um the way i look at dreams is like this the dream is kind of like an ethereal cloud hangs around you and then you can turn that dream into a vision where you kind of condense it down into this big like yoga ball sized you know 
thing. And then from there, that vision, in order to accomplish it, you need some goals. And so you take those, that vision, you break it up into, okay, these are like basketball-sized goals. And, you know, this is just size examples, but to give it a visual. And then from those basketball-sized goals, you break it down into like baseball-sized plans or even sometimes golf-ball-sized plans. And as you do each one of those steps, you know, you complete basketball after basketball, which then fills up the yoga ball, which then means that that dream is now a reality. And again, that's doing those plans, which then lead into completing the goals, which lead into fulfilling your vision, which leads into achieving your dream. And where I mentioned it's kind of like an ethereal cloud, people get blinded to it. Um, it sounded like you kind of had some of this growing up where you had a bunch of people oh, hey, you should do this. Don't go down that road because, you know, you don't make money down that road. Come over here. This is the way you go. And did, did you have some of that, it sounded like? Well, I don't want to name names, but a very <laughs> important person in my life, uh, they were kind of... So I wound up majoring in TV production, which they called electronic media, where I went mm. to school. But it's basically TV production, and I had somebody in my life very, very close to me just kind of telling me, you know, you don't want to do that. Just get a business degree, you know, and it'll be easier, and you'll make more money, and you'll have more opportunity. And it's just like, dude, that's not really what I want to do. Like, I was just talking on an episode a few days ago about the fact that I, I barely even made it out of algebra. I wound up taking, instead of calculus or really any kind of advanced algebra at all, I took like applied math. And then my senior year, I was like, well, applied math worked okay. I'm gonna do applied math too. Even though my trajectory was more of like, a college type of path, it's like, I'm terrible at math. I'm the last person you should ever have in any kind of mathematical role. So I'm not sure with all that being put together, I'm not sure why I kept getting pushed to go in another direction, but it just like the lack of support in what I wanted to do, it just kind of messed me up it's like okay well then what do i do i don't i don't know what to do so answer your question and i have boss actually when i was in high school i worked for the philadelphia phillies double a team i was just cleaning up garbage during games and after games I was that that was my job. I was one of those people that would go into the stands the next morning after a game and I would have the blower on like Ghostbusters and I'd be ghostbusting uh trash in all the aisles and picking it up and cleaning it up. But I remember that boss who is an awesome guy. I'm still in contact with him, but when I told him what I wanted to do, he was just like what? Like, no, you're people from running PA don't go on to like 
New York or California or, you know, get involved in the entertainment business. Like, what? Like, you know, and I was just some very skinny, dweeby teenager. So maybe it was hard for them to see that, but I saw it in myself and stuck with it even through all the doubts and whatever and wound up uh, where I am now. So cool. So it sounds like you've been able to actually hold on to your dream. I stuck to my guns. I held on to my dream. That's absolutely right. And I think that's why I wanted you on this show because I feel like what you're doing really resonates with me. And I think it's important for everybody to, you know, support each other's dreams and to nurture that and support as much as they can. I mean, obviously there are things that I shouldn't be doing. I dreamed of becoming one of the many things I wanted to do at one point was get a CDL and be a truck driver. And while I'm a pretty good driver and I would enjoy the adventure, I'm not exactly like, I don't exactly have the personality to coexist in that world. I'm just not like a, oh, you know, that's got a lot of stuff to hold today. Like, I, that's not where I belong. So, you know, it's good to try things out like I did and apparently like you've done a lot of, but I think it's good to kind of like, you know, have the support and stay true to yourself and, you know, go for your dream. Life is short. Go for it. Yeah. And so thanks for sharing that. Um, kind of helps me to be able to answer the question a little bit better. You know, you, you were able to hold on to your dream, which is awesome. A lot of people aren't, you know, be it through elementary school, high school, or college, at the end of all that, it's really hard to actually have remembered what your dream is or, you know, maybe even to have been able to figure it out because, you know, from such a young age, you're taught to fit in a box. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's one, re- one reason I'm very glad I was homeschooled and, you know, not everyone had that opportunity. Not everyone would excel in that opportunity. Not everyone would excel or in either homeschool or public school and there are some people that would excel very much in homeschool or in public school and you know everyone's different that way um but with dreams in a lot of cases there's some influence that's close to us or frequent near us that crushes our dreams at a very early age and so, you know, the first step is to help people figure out what it is that their dream is. And, you know, sometimes they'll know what it is and that's awesome. And then it's like, okay, let's figure out what blocks you have around that. Okay, let's work through those. Okay, let's go after it now. And, you know, maybe I'll have the know, the, you know, know about the skill set that's needed or maybe I'll be like, okay, let me help you with your mindset and now you find someone that's in that particular area and start following them start understanding what they do and you know if you can go and ask them be like hey how do i do this because you know let's say for example somebody wanted to be an ice skater is their dream 
okay, I can ice skate well. I have no idea how to pursue it professionally. So I'm be like, okay, this is what you do with your mindset. This is how you work on this. Now go find somebody and start asking them these kind of questions or start watching them, start doing this type of research. And then you'll get into it. And as you start doing that, you'll be able to start taking those steps to where you start fulfilling your dream. And again, that's condensing that dream, which is the ethereal cloud into that yoga ball sized vision. And again, some people's dreams are like, you know, the size of the planet or something. <laughs> that's great. Um, but just for common frame for the example, using that yoga ball, and then you break it down to those basketballs, you figure out what the plans are within that being the baseball or golf ball size. And so I'll help them turn the dream into a defined vision, help them figure out, okay, what are the goals here? Help them figure out the plans and coach them through it and be like, okay, you're going to be running into this type of thinking. This is how you dress it. You're going to be running into this type of stuff. This is how you dress it. And just work with them through the whole process. So I have a thought and then a question to kind of round out this part of the conversation. So there was a point where I dreamed about public speaking and getting my message and my story out there more. This is like 20, 25 years ago when having a platform like this was not really thought of. I mean, maybe to create a website or to blog or something like that, but to be where we are now, it's like totally different world. But doing something like this, and I also, you know, I'm trying to branch out and be on podcasts and would like to speak publicly, but that was a dream of mine years ago. I tucked it away for a number of years because I didn't really know how to get there or if anybody would even listen. And I got to a point where I left my job of 10 years, was given buyout package, I took it, and it kind of like opened a new chapter in my life. And it was a period of time where I looked at myself and I said, what does Mark want to do? Like, what do I really want to do? And that's when it kind of like started slowly but surely opening up to the point where at the very least I'm doing this podcast and kind of living out that dream. I still have one or two other dreams that I had a long time ago that I'm still thinking about and want to pursue at some point. But I mean, to just to kind of bridge the gap on what you were saying, you know, it took me some time and it took me some digging around and I didn't really bounce that off somebody like you which I kind of wish I would have because, you know, helps to have somebody in your corner. But yeah, you know, sometimes we have dreams and we tuck it away because of expectations of society or because we just think that 
climbing the corporate ladder is what we should be doing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I just figured out over time that, wait a minute, you know, I, that's not completely fulfilling me. I feel like there's more that I want to do. So that was my thought on that. And if you do have anything else to add to that, you can add it. But before we go, I just want to ask you, because I was really interested in what you told me about the science of manifestation and vision boards, because the only thing I know about vision boards is watching the show Dollface on Hulu and Joel's her experience with vision boards. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the science of manifestation is kind of linking back to what I said earlier about living from the inside out rather than the outside in. Because again, from a very young age, we've been programmed and conditioned to believe that what we pick up from our five senses is what is real. And it is, but it isn't because that's what's physically real, but it's not everything that exists emotionally, intellectually, or spiritually. And we have higher faculties with, within ourselves, you know, intuition, imagination, all that stuff. And that's what's creating reality. Whether we realize it or not, that's the kicker. Is it's whether we realize it or not, that's what's creating reality. And so people who are like, man, I just thought that this would happen and it happened. That's crazy. And they call it off as a fluke. Or it's like, man, I was so worried I was going to drop that and I dropped it. Okay. Sounds like you created that. Or, you know, oh man, I was worried the car was going to break down and look, here we are. Sounds like you created that. <laughs> and people never connect the dots. It's like, come on, it's so simple if you just look at it like this. <laughs> or it's like, a, man, I was had a, I just had this feeling I was going to get the job and boom, landed it. Seemed like it was insane. I landed it. Sounds like you created it. And, you know, it goes either way. And <laughs> that's kind of what happened with the piano job for me. They were not hiring, as it turns out. But I was like, you know, I feel like I'm going to get this. Ta-da. <laughs> Fair enough. And to link vision boards to this, you know, I've got my vision board success binder here. Try and get the glare off that. And you know, drew that myself. Uh, my vision board's up here you know, in my office because that's where I see it more often. It's usually recommended to keep it in your bedroom, but I come with the logic of keep it where you're going to see it. Um, the, you know, there's many different things that can be said to either of those points, but I'll just leave it at that. And if you're interested, you can go find that out yourself <laughs> just because that could take 10 or more minutes to answer that question. But so here in my vision board success binder, you, know, you can see that I've got you know, many different things that I've achieved throughout the time I've been using the vision board. And I've used one since December of 2015. 
And as we sit today, I have 54 vision board successes in my binder here. Wow. And so, you know, if you calculate that out, that's somewhere between like one every month and a half to two months or so. Um, and the idea behind it is you have it up there and then you start visualizing what would it be like to actually have this? So for example, let's say you want to go on safari to Africa. What's it like to actually be there? Okay, sitting in the Jeep. Smell of diesel is pretty strong. Um, you're looking at it, it's it's hot. I'm sweating. You know, wearing this brown clothing and you know, wearing my nice safari hat. And you know, the one person sitting next to me speaking African language to the driver, and then he turns to me and says, Hey, we're coming up to see the elephants. It's like, oh, awesome. And then you know, I see over there in the distance, I can start to see some gray masses moving. It's like, oh, is that them over there? I pull my camera out. I'm getting ready. And, you know, there's tree, there's a handful of trees scattered around, but mostly we're just kicking up dust and the grass is growing tall. Um, good man, that sun, it, it's blazing. Oh my gosh. And then you start to smell some of that uh, animal type smell. And you know, we come around and then elephants are right there in the watering hole and I start snapping pictures. Man, this is awesome. I've never visualized that before, but I can put myself in that situation. If I do that constantly, I will end up there some way or another. That's how I went back to Peru. As I was like, okay, I'm going to be there. You know, I was imagining my parents coming with and that didn't happen because many different reasons um they weren't particularly interested didn't know spanish <laughs> but that part didn't happen but the part of me going back did and i was like okay i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna come up to my friends and we're going to hug it out so hard and i would place myself in the settings where you know i knew what their houses looked like i knew what the streets were like and i would imagine okay this is going to be the path i take this day and and, you know, if it was exact, if it wasn't exact, it didn't matter. I made it. And, it, you know, you can imagine, okay, I want that keyboard. I want the, you know, Yamaha Clavinova electronic piano. And I imagine myself sitting there on the bench and just do some Claire de Lune. Do, 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 do. And then, you know, I imagine myself playing it, hitting the power button because it's electric, and then you know, change it to an organ because that sounds fun, and then change it to violin because why not? And I actually don't know if this piano has those features, so I need to go actually play it. And you go to the piano store, and you start playing it, and you become very familiar with it. And the more you imagine it and have it come into being in your mind, the sooner it comes into being in your life. Most everyone listening to this, I'm sure, has gotten a car at some point. Okay. How was that? You were like, mm, yeah, it's going to be such a smooth ride. And I'm going to have a lake space. And it's going to have all the fancy buttons. And it's going to have Bluetooth and a USB. And you just visualize it. You're like, it's going to be cherry red. Or it's going to be blueberry blue. Or it's going to be sleek silver. 
blackest black, whitest white. If we do this with big things, you can do it with anything. And the key to having it happen is intensity and repetition. Because that's what's get past, that's what gets past your reticular activating system, your RAS, which is your filter between your conscious and your subconscious mind. The repetition and intensity is what gets past that filter. Because your conscious mind just makes decisions. Your subconscious mind runs the whole show. Are you consciously choosing how fast your heart beats? Probably not. Are you consciously choosing how fast you breathe? Probably not. Are you consciously holding your bladder? Probably not. Are you consciously making your cells subdivide? Probably not. Subconscious is. And it's doing so much more. It's keeping you in the situation you're in right now, at the pay you're having right now, at the relationship level you're having right now, at every single aspect of your life, your subconscious is running a show like that. Vision board is a key to getting what you want consciously into your subconscious and having it manifest in the physical world. And I can talk a lot more on this, but it's feeling like it's time to have you say something. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say is this, everybody, is why you start a podcast. What, what amazing insight into such an interesting topic that I kind of wish we had a little more time to talk about, but I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, where... If I feel like if you're a person who, you know, wants to achieve positive things, but are having a hard time getting to that place on your own, much to a lot of points you were making of just without the vision board, visualizing it and feeling everything and using your senses with it. I feel like the vision board helps you to get there. And it, it's a focal point. Yeah. It keeps you focused. That's amazing. And I can tell just from this conversation and from especially listening to you talk about the vision board. And I mean, again, most of my guests get me feeling pretty positive and feeling good and ready to conquer the world at the end. But Everything you described there right now, I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm I'm gonna make a vision board right now. So you I know just the want... secret. This is the secret. Green uh, electrical tape. Green painters tape, or masking tape, or blue masking tape, or whatever. You just make it. Whatever tape you have that stands against the wall color in your room, you tape it. Clear tape doesn't really work, but you know, you tape it. Duct tape, as long as you're okay with the paint disappearing later. <laughs> well, when I make my vision board, I will not do what Jules on Golf Face did to hers. So that's <laughs> one thing I can promise. Yeah, so, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I don't. You, you, just, you just set it up right now. As soon as we're done talking here, you go set it up and then later you can upgrade it to a cork board like i've got but you start it right now with some tape because well, that way it's there well benjamin i really appreciate the insight and the time that you put in here on a saturday to 
talk to me all about your path and what you do today. It was really amazing. And I don't want to leave here without giving you the opportunity to tell people how they can uh, learn more about you and work with you and get all this great insight on their own time. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, Mark. First of all, it has been phenomenal being able to share this with you and talk with you. I can tell that we're got that little bit of kindred spirit vibe going on, which is awesome. And then let me share three places where people can um, reach out to me or something. So you can go to starlightmentoring.com and there you can find, you know, a lot of the resources I've got as well as be able to figure out how to work with me, contact me there, starlightmentoring.com, all one word, no hyphens. Um, as well, second, I've got the podcast, How to Rewrite Your Stars. You can find that on most major podcast platforms or again on starlightmentoring.com, go under free resources, and then it'll be the podcast on there. You can find that there. And then thirdly, um, I wanted to give an offer to those that are listening here um a free offer mind you so i'm giving away some live your dream sessions for 30 minutes and at the end of these sessions you'll end up knowing what your dream is you know that ethereal cloud understanding what challenges are stopping you and feeling renewed re-energized and recommitted to actually achieving your dream now i've only got seven guaranteed spots for that right now with my schedule so be sure to reach out quickly and go ahead and email me at benjamin at starlightmentoring.com. Again, that's benjamin at starlightmentoring.com. And then mention the mark your words. Wait, mark your words or mark my words? Mark my words. Mark my words. Mention mark my words and say, hey, heard you on Mark's show. I'd love to have one of those seven guaranteed spots and we will get you set up with that. And I... I'm excited to be able to help those that have been listening here. Uh, and yeah, Mark, you've got a great thing going here. I've been happy to be on the show with you. Well, thank you so much, Benjamin. It was amazing having you on this show. And I knew from the moment that I got that message from you, I'm like, man, this is why I do this show. Like I have to have this guy on my show. He, Sounds really interesting and inspiring, and you definitely didn't disappoint by any means. So thank you again for being on Mark My Words. And yeah, I I, I know that what you're doing is just gonna really take off even more. And I I wish you nothing but the best. I have total confidence that what you're doing is just going to keep growing and flourishing. Thank you. So with all that being said, you can find me really quick on social media. I have Instagram page, mark my word six, and you can also find me at Nimrod 79. I'm a huge Green Day fan, so I've held on to that Nimrod handle personally for very many years through many different platforms on the internet so you can find me on twitter at that handle you can of course find me on youtube 
You can find me all over social media, LinkedIn. You can find me just as Mark Schmidt. Always happy to have more people connecting. I talk a lot about entrepreneurship and careers. So come find me, join the conversation. And I have nothing else to say. What a great episode. Thanks again to Benjamin Fincher, founder and live your dream coach at Starlight Mentoring. Don't forget about his podcast, How to Rewrite Your Stars. Very nice show. And I know Benjamin has a new season coming at some point. So yep. figuring to start releasing either in June or August of this year. So awesome. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. And I hope others follow that lead and give it a listen. It's a great little show. So I am Mark Schmidt. This was Benjamin Fincher. Thanks for listening to Mark My Words and I'll be back soon with another great guest. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to listen to Mark My Words. If you would like to connect with me beyond the show, you can find me on LinkedIn at Mark Schmidt where I will be talking about entrepreneurship, careers, and anything else that is on my mind. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Nimrod1979 and Nimrod79 respectively. This podcast also has a page on Instagram at MarkMyWords. And finally, if you want to leave me a voicemail, or check out what I'm up to with the podcast, come find me at podpage.com slash mark dash my dash words. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back with a new episode soon. Bye for now. Bye.